Welcome to a Sterling Harris Ministries teaching of thriving in a love relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Victory and God's best for you. All right, big star in the lab in a building. <laughs> Welcome to Sterling Harris Ministries, where today we're going to talk to you about how to defeat worry. You ever heard somebody say, let go and let God, or just give it all to God? But then they never talk to you about how to actually do it by the Word, how to actually do it by a cognitive perspective, by a battlefield of your mind perspective. So what we're going to do today is we're going to teach you four simple truths about how to defeat worry. Worry is something that robs millions of Americans of their peace and their joy and their comfort and their finances every day. It's something we spend billions of dollars a year on anti-anxiety medication. But it doesn't have to be like that. Jesus Christ provided the victory for you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, the battle has already been won for you. You have to wage a good warfare, but has already been provided. The devil, the enemy, is already defeated for you, but you got to release your faith. So we're going to talk about four simple truths today that have revolutionized my life and the people's lives that have put this into play. The first truth that we're going to talk about is a realization that worry is a sin. I know, I know. It may come as a shock to some of you. It came as a shock to me, really, when God revealed it to me. He was dealing with me on that subject one day, and he said, Sterling, is worry a sin? And I used to be a championship warrior, like for real, for real. And I was like, well, I'm not really sure, God. He said, well, in my word, I said, do not steal, do not commit adultery, do not lie. Those are sins, aren't they? And I said, yeah, God, they are. He said, did I also say, do not worry? And I was like, yeah, you did. He said, so if those are sins, what is worry? I said, oh, my goodness, it's a sin. I've been sinning really unbeknownst to me for, for years, and I used to just do this all the time. And see, God didn't say that to condemn me. He showed that to me to set me free. I said, okay. So that's the first truth, is the realization that worry is a sin. The second truth that we're going to cover today is when you look and you study Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 25, and Luke chapter 12, verse 26, then you're going to, Jesus is talking about worry, and you're going to see that he says, can you basically add an hour to your life, a span to your life by worrying? And when I was meditating on this, and God has given me revelation over it, I started thinking about, no, I can't add an hour to my life. I can't add a span to my life. But I started thinking about how many hours and years and months have I wasted and taken away by worrying? And I was like, wow, man, I've wasted so much time by meditating on something negative, on meditating on fear. And that's what worry is. You're meditating on fear. And it's something the enemy uses to destroy our marriages, our finances, our, our raising our children, our jobs, all kinds of our lives in general. Something that robbed me of my peace for so long. And I was like, okay, then I can't add any time to my life, but I can take time away. So I've got to stop this. That's the second truth. The third truth is I realized that, you know what, I need to remove this word worry out of my vocabulary. I know some of you are saying that sounds like something that's kind of trivial, but something that's not going to matter. But see, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof, either for life or either for death. And so I realized that I would say things like, I'm really worried about that, or I'll worry about that later. How many of us have said that, right? Well, what do we end up doing later? <laughs> we end up worrying about it. I've even heard good meaning preachers say, you know, I'm really worried about this. And I'm just like, man, bro, you're being snared by the words of your mouth. And I share with them this truth of literally transforming your life by transforming just that one vocabulary word. Take it out. And so what do I do now? I say, you know what? I'm concerned about that. I'm going to pray about that. Now, a worrisome thought is still going to, they're still going to come to your mind. Can you stop worrisome thoughts from coming? No. You cannot really control the thoughts that come into your mind, but you have full capability and power and responsibility on how you respond to those negative thoughts. So you, you can't control the thoughts that come into your mind, but you can choose how you respond to them. So that is the truth that, you know what, even though they're coming in there, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm not going to say, I'll worry about that later. I'm really worried about it. I'll say, I'm concerned about that. I'm going to pray about that. That reminds me to release my faith. And how many of you know when you release your faith and you begin to pray about things, there's things that are moving in the spiritual realm. Angels are moving to your voice. Ministering spirits are moving to your voice. God says in His Word that He watches over His Word to perform it. So when you're speaking the Word of God, when you're speaking faith words, then God is going to aid you in the words you're speaking. You're going to speak life over things. You're going to get life. If you meditate on the negative all the time, what are you going to get? You're going to get negative. So understand that, yes, worry is a sin. You can't add any time to your life by doing it. So take that word out out of there and you will transform your mind because you'll be you'll be starting to meditate on okay let me be concerned about something let me be concerned about my finances about my children about my marriage about a relationship whatever the case may be but be concerned and pray about it release your faith in the positive direction and watch your life change so those are the first three truths the fourth truth is actually we're going to teach you how to take a thought captive. Okay, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-6, through 6, it says that take every thought captive, that destroy any stronghold in your mind, that every lofty opinion that rises against the knowledge of God, basically the Word of God, anything negative, anything fear-based is against the knowledge and the Word of God. Those are demonic in nature. So we can come at worry like we would come at any evil that's trying to rob us of our peace in our life. So we're going to teach you how to take a thought captive based on 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So the first thing we call is the first step. So we call it the stiff arm, the slap down of the devil, if you will, the Heisman, the talk to the hand, talk to the hand devil. Okay, I know it sounds kind of kooky, kind of goofy, but You'll remember there's a guy in this video talking about how to defeat worry, and I guarantee you, you will remember step one, which is the Heisman. So what do you do? You say when a worrisome thought comes in, let's just say about your boss, uh, that he's maybe being mean to you. I know none of us have mean bosses, I'm sure. None of us? No? Uh, just me? Okay. So we maybe we have a static with uh, one of our coworkers. Maybe our, our spouse has 
has irritated us or something like that. So let's just use the boss example because all of us can probably relate to that at some point in our life. I'm sure a boss has been mean to us or we at least have seen it on TV for those of you who are perfect out there, which that's none of us. <laughs> so a worrisome, boss, a worrisome thought comes in about your boss. And it says, you, you say you say you start worrying about if you're gonna make the quota or if he's gonna fire you or you know, anything like that. So right then, anything that rises against the knowledge of God, anything negative, anything, anything fear-based, we're gonna recognize that right now and we're gonna give it the stiff, stiff arm. And so we're gonna say, I refuse that thought in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that thought. Rebuke means to correct something that's wrong. So I refuse that thought. That thought is not my thought. I refuse that thought in Jesus' name. Right then you stop the devil from trying to plant a negative seed into your heart. And how many of you know you can't sow an apple seed and get an orange? Whatever you sow, it will reap after its kind. So if that worrisome thought comes in and it irritates you, what kind of fruit are you going to bear? Irritation. Anxiety. I mean, those things are going to bear after its kind. You can't, you can't go ahead and have something like irritating planted in your heart or anxious plan in your heart, or hateful plan in your heart, and then get love, or get peace, or get joy. So you want to stop that negative seed from, from kind of landing on your heart and taking root. So the second step, that kind of guides in the second step, which is what we call the forgiveness exchange. You're getting out of your heart what the devil tried to plant in, what the enemy tried to plant in. So we, forgot, we call this the forgiveness exchange. So you're going to go ahead, 1 John, uh, 1 John 1.9 says that when we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So as you, as you practice this step, you're going to be cleansing your heart. So you're going to say, Lord, forgive me for, if your boss's name was Steve, Lord, forgive me for those negative thoughts I had about Steve. Lord, I release those thoughts to you. If your wife was irritating, Lord, I release those, those thoughts to you. Lord, worry about my marriage, worry about my kid, whatever it is. Lord, I release that worrisome thought to you in Jesus' name, Lord. And so you're getting out of your heart what the devil tried to put in there. And then you're also receiving forgiveness. Lord, I thank you that I am forgiven. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that I'm forgiven for that thought, Lord. And I just I've just released that thought to you, Lord, and I claim and I thank you that I am forgiven. And see, whatever that worrisome thought is, name it and then release it to God. Because 1 Peter 5 7 says that God says, Cast all your anxieties, all your worries, all your cares, all your fears upon God because He cares for you. And so, whatever that thing is, if it's irritation, fear, if it's thought lacking your finances, if it's about your, your, your son or your, or your wife, or whatever the case may be, there's all kinds of fearful thoughts that bombard our mind every day. So as those negative thoughts come in, you're giving them the Heisman and you're, 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 you're basically releasing them to God and you're asking for forgiveness and receiving forgiveness knowing that you are forgiven. So you're practicing self-forgiveness and self-love, which is really, really important. And you're practicing forgiveness of others. And Jesus said, if you want to move mountains, you got to forgive. He said, when you pray, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, forgive. This will help you keep your heart clean. The second step will. So we move on to the third step. So the first step, defensive, the Heisman. The second step, you're getting out of your heart what the devil tried to put in 
and you're doing the forgiveness exchange. You're giving forgiveness, you're accepting forgiveness for God and for yourself. And so the third step is offensive because you can't win a football game or a basketball game by just playing defense. You're gonna need some offense, okay? So the third step is offensive. You're gonna become a dispensary for blessings in your life and in the lives of others. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna pray opposite of the temptation. If the thought was a thought of lack, you're gonna pray abundance for someone if, and for yourself. If that thought was a thought of unforgiveness, then you're gonna pray forgiveness over that person. I'm, Lord, I'm surrounded by that person by the love of God. Lord, I thank you that you're blessing their life, you're blessing their family. If it's something about your, your, your child, Lord, I thank you that, that he's the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I thank you that he's blessed when he comes in and blessed when he goes out. Lord, I thank you that the peace of God is surrounding his heart. You're going to, even, if, even if, if, if your wife's being disrespectful, your spouse is being disrespectful, you say, Lord, I thank you that they're respectful. I thank you that they're worthy. I thank you that our marriage is blessed. Jesus tells us and, and, and talks to us about, and God really teaches this from the Old Testament and the New Testament, Call things that are not as though they were, so they will be. So that's what God does. He didn't walk out in the midst of darkness in Genesis and say, well, it's real dark out here. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, he said, light be and light was. So you got to start calling light in the midst of any darkness in your life. So you may, you may say, well, my wife's not respectful today. She's not being respectful to me. Or my kid hasn't turned around yet. Yes, but you're planting seeds of greatness in your marriage, in your child's life, in your boss's heart, at your workplace, in your finances, in every area of your life, this can work. This is so abundant. This is a game changer for you. So what I like to imagine is this third step, you're on a beach. Who doesn't like the beach? I mean, I love the beach. You're on the beach. You've got this beautiful palm tree and whatever you want in life is in this palm tree. If it's worthiness, if it's blessings for your marriage, if it's blessings for your finances, if it's your child turning around, no matter what it is, if it's you and a relative, a relationship being mended, whatever it is, begin to pray opposite temptation and begin to call these things down into your life. Begin to bless others because we're blessed to be a blessing. Begin to bless others and become this dispensary for blessings and start basically dump, dumping back on the devil. Like he's throwing these fiery darts at you. You start dumping back on with your spiritual AK like, buh, 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 buh. and I'm telling you, angel armies, ministering spirits, God is watching over his word to perform it on your behalf and on the behalf of the people you prayed for. And when you walk in love and you walk in forgiveness, this is how you really do it. And God said, when you do that, I'll contend with you. I'll bless you. You'll walk in the blessings of God. So this is what life is all about, is walking in the blessing. So we're going to go over the three steps real quick. We got the Heisman or the slap down or the hand. That's when we rebuke him and say, in Jesus' name, I refuse that thought. Second thought, the forgiveness exchange, right? You're getting out of your heart with the enemy try to plan in. And the third, we're pulling down blessings for us. We're pulling down blessings for other people in the spiritual realm, and they will materialize in the physical realm. But you got to continue to plant that seed. And I know some of you are saying, well, I'll try this. Hey, don't just try this for a week when you've been doing, when you've been doing stuff that is not profiting your life for the past 30 years. So you've got to go ahead and 
put this into play in your everyday life. So we're going to review. The first truth that we're going to review is the realization that worry is a sin. But don't trip out. God did that to give you revelation and to help you, not to condemn you. The second truth, the second truth is, is that worry can't add anything to your life, but it can take something away. The third truth is, is that we're going to remove all vocabulary of worry out of our life. Remove it. The fourth truth is, is taking a thought captive. So I believe if you do these things that your life will be blessed abundantly and that you will walk in the victory that God has already provided for you. So the choice is yours to do that. We love you here at Sterling Harris Ministries. We know that God is going to do great things in your life and Jesus loves you. We thank you for spreading the love. Visit us for more teachings at sterlingharris.org and remember the choice is yours. Go out, speak to that worry, speak to that mountain, speak to those things and start spreading God's love wherever you go and you will be blessed. So I want you to speak to that mountain right now. Say, worry, you will be removed in Jesus' name. You will be removed in Jesus' name. You will not hinder me anymore. (laughs) Yeah. The Word of God says that when you speak to mountains, they will move and you'll have what you say the Word of God says. So until next time, I'm Sterling Harris with Sterling Harris Ministries. Be blessed, be a blessing, and remember, Jesus loves you and the choice is yours. Thank you. Huh, thank you. Thank you for listening to another Sterling Harris Ministries teaching. For this and other inspired teaching and preaching, visit us at sterlingharris.org. And always remember, Jesus loves you.